Hey, everybody. Grab your Bible, pencil, journal, and even a cup of coffee and join in on the conversation. But first, I would like for you to write this down. Deuteronomy 4, verse 39. Know therefore today and lay it to your heart that the Lord is God in heaven and all the earth beneath. There is no other. Hey everyone, welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara. I am Dot's daughter, and every week we sit down together and we talk through truths and scripture. And we have been going through the Bible this year, and we are in the book of Deuteronomy right now. And we talk about Deuteronomy, but we actually talk a lot about real life events in this episode. We talk about what's going on in the world, in Ukraine, and how, as believers, one, how do we pray? Is there a point to praying? How do we unite? How do we face the fear of not only the fear of what's going on in our world, but even in our personal worlds? And Dot even gets pretty uh, personal and vulnerable in this episode. And we also reference a workshop that Dot is actually teaching. It's called Write This Down with Dot Bowen, and it's a one-day prayer workshop. And it is a hands-on workshop that you would be able to bring your questions or thoughts and really just learn from her in a hands-on workshop environment. And it is going on March 26th, and it is in Milton, Georgia, which is just outside of Atlanta. So if you want to get in and snag a spot, there are limited spots available, but we do reference that in this episode. So I just wanted to make note of that and invite you guys to come and uh, be a part of that prayer workshop. But We are really glad that you're here for this episode. So pull up a chair and listen in. Hey, Kara. Hey, Mom. This is an exciting day today because you do not have a clue, as usual, what I'm going to say today, and it's going to be a little bit different. Well, I feel like, should we tell people what is different about this recording to begin with? Where are you? Well, I'm actually in Houston, and uh, uh, Ashley Jordan, my granddaughter and your niece, is going to have surgery today, and so mm-hmm. we were needing to record. I know and we're so on. You we are, are on location, so you're in a I hotel am room. On location, <laughs> absolutely, and, uh, absolutely. It has been interesting trying to make this happen for you people. Yep, yep. Hope you're enjoying it. And I hope you're enjoying reading with us um, the books of the Bible. And, you know, we're not going uh, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, but just talking about some of the things that God has laid on our hearts and things that He kind of draws out and gets our attention in whatever we're reading for the day. And um, and today is a little bit like this. I know that I'm in Houston, as, as you say, and we're on location and we're trying to deal with some doctors and some appointments. Uh, Ashley is getting a surgery. She's having sinus surgery, and we're talking about doctors at this moment. My sister is in the hospital with her husband in Chattanooga, and she thought she almost lost him yesterday. And so she's having to really deal with a lot of doctors and put him in the um, uh, took him to the emergency room and care there's no beds there were no beds in the hospital it's a huge That's hospital cool. and uh, so she's at this moment still sitting with him they did admit him but he, they're in the ER so all night last night uh, she is talking uh, to doctors trying to figure out what's going on with him 
And, you know, she's had um, lymphoma herself. And so there's just mm-hmm. been things over and over again that's going on. And then you turn on the news, and if it's not something that's hitting you personally, you see as a country of what we're going through. And today, as we've been reading, you know, the first five books of the Bible, we see how often God tells His children, just remember, I'm God. Just remember, I'm God. And I think today, you know, I don't want to be heavy and, you know, like, you love for me to be funny. But, you know, my heart is a little heavy because there's just so much going on. And I didn't realize this until the other day as you are entering our conversation. I just want you to know that Kara had this little aha moment. She was did not know it was an aha moment. But she was talking about me younger as a younger person. <laughs> And uh, you know where we're about to go to. I do, yeah. I didn't know at first, and I was like, what are you saying? That was my aha moment. Because it wasn't an aha moment for me. (laughs) It was an aha moment for you. It was an aha moment for me, yes. Because she said, she was talking about someone that she had met and was become a new friend with, Mm -hmm. and she said, you know, Mom, she reminds me of you. She, you know, she was like, she's just a lot of fun, like the way you used to be. Like, you're just a lot of fun. That's not what I said. I did not say that you were not a lot of fun. That is what you heard. What I said was that she has the energy of how you had when you were in your 40s. Like, she, you know, is very extroverted and very, you know, can literally talk to a wall. Like, she can just have a conversation with anyone and know someone's life story by standing in line with her. You know, she's very, but she has the energy that you had when you well, were in your course, 40s. I do not have energy. Yes. Right, but that's what I said, but... It is yes. not what you heard. I can't speak and talk to a wall. And I usually <laughs> yeah. don't care if the wall talks back. And yes, I'm tired. But as you, you know, started this conversation. But she's really, she's really like peppy and has a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but yeah. it's different than how you are now. Right. Your energy level. Oh, yeah. Okay. I have no energy. Fine. <laughs> but what I'm saying is this, is that God used that to start thinking, you know, I did not realize it. But I have been a little down. And when you say no energy, it doesn't mean I hadn't had a nap or it doesn't mean I haven't slept. Right. It means there's just something that is, I'm just tired. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a heaviness in a way. Yeah. Yes. And that's what I've been going through. And I didn't realize it until you said that. (laughs) And I started praying about that. And I started thinking, you know what? I did not realize that. You know, I am probably one of the least person that you would think about that would actually be going through any kind of depression. I mean, I may cause people to go into depression, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't normally, you know, deal with depression. But with the way things are and the way that uh, this world is uh, becoming and with some of the things that we're struggling with, and which has been since pandemic, and it's been hard and it's been difficult. And I've said this before. You know, throughout the pandemic, it's been hard, and I'm not going to get political. But what I will say is I started thinking one time about the fruits of the Holy Spirit. I think I was actually writing something about the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And I thought, well, I wonder what are the fruits? What's the evidence of the unholy spirit? You know, and I, you know, we know that the the Holy Spirit is peace and joy and contentment and unity. And I started listing some of the things that I believe that Scripture talks about the unholy spirit, Mm -hmm. and which means evil, Mm -hmm. and that's usually isolation, people in secret, Mm -hmm. people alone. It usually means division, 
It means confusion. It means wanting control but don't have control. And so I started just thinking about how often throughout this pandemic and where we are right now, even among believers, has there been such a division and Mm -hmm. a time that there's so many followers of Jesus that are really struggling Mm -hmm. to trust Him. And they're struggling to not fight fear and just really struggling, to be honest, with really trusting God. And so as we're reading Deuteronomy and been in Numbers, you know, we sent out the spies, you know, Moses did, and they came back and they said, oh, we talked about this, I think, the other day about how the spies comes back and they're looking at their circumstances and they're Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, you know, we cannot possibly take hold of this land, even though God said, I'm going to give this to you. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the promises right? Of yeah, God. in last week's episode, which I do, I will say, if you didn't hear last week's episode, I really did enjoy that one. That one other than some of the others you're talking no, about? No, I just, those, it was like kind of what am I? Episodes I was like, that I was so down and tired. No, it just was like, I really, I just felt like I really thought the content, like what we talked about was really great. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe just because I needed it personally. I don't know. But just like reminding myself of who God is and what promises we can hold on to in the midst of doubt or in the midst of, you know, facing a giant or facing a difficulty. And I'm sure that you, as I have, seen the pictures on TV of these people, Ukraine, trying to get out of Ukraine and Russia's attacking them and we're at war. And I know that there's a lot of Christians there. I know there are a lot of Christians in Russia. You know, it's not easy to be a Christian there and may not be public information. But we do know that there are believers uh, all over the world, and they're going through so much difficulties and so much fear and stuff. And so I just started thinking today, I thought, you know, I just wanted to just bring in this conversation about what do we do? Like, what do we do? I mean, obviously, things are going really, you know, bad around the world. I mean, obviously, we're not going in a good direction. I did have a little thing that came up on the Instagram and it says, God needs to do something. We need to trust God because it's obvious as humans don't know what we're doing. <laughs> and I, yeah. I kind of laughed about that. And I thought, well, that's true because, you know, there's uh, a split and everything. You should do this. No, you should do that. We should do this. No, we shouldn't do that. You mm-hmm. know, everybody has their opinion and everybody has their view of how and why we're in the situation that we're in. But I don't really want to talk about that as much as it doesn't really matter sometimes how we got there, except we can learn from our mistakes. But if we are where we are, and this is where we are, what as believers, what are we going to do? What should we do? What's our responsibility as believers in, in this world? And care to be honest, I don't know what God's going to do, but I know that He is the only one that has the answer. Mm-hmm. And I think that what we really need to do is, as a body of Christ um, is to really get on our knees, and we really need to pray and seek God and ask God to step in and do what is best for uh, everyone. Now, as I was reading Deuteronomy, as we've, we've been reading, what really has stuck out in my mind over and over again has the urgency and the consistency that God says over and over again, so that you will know that I am God, and then obedience. You know, I think it was Tony Evans that said, if you want to change the world, then Christians should start living like Christians. Mm -hmm. 
And I think, you know, that's a powerful statement. But I do believe that we are the salt of the earth. I do believe that we are a group of people that have God and the Holy Spirit within us to empower us to face or do whatever God's asked us to do. But even on top of all of that, which is great that we have the power to survive, we have the power to uh, make it through these difficult times, but we also have access to a holy God. And I think that for me, and you know how much I value and really long to get along with God and spend a lot of time with Him. And so for me, Carol, you know what I feel like we need to do? We need to get down on our knees we need to confess our sin as a nation. You know, we have fallen away from God, all of our Christian principles. You know, it's really bad when most Christians are more offended by other things than sin. Hmm. And so as I started to think about that, I just started thinking about God. You know, I'm just as guilty, and I need to really just seek your face and give you the cares of my heart, give you my fears. You know, we're um, so afraid these days of offending people. We're afraid to get out. We're afraid that, you know, if we get out and we are sick, we're going to kill grandma. You know, those kind of, I mean, we've just lived in fear for so mm-hmm. long. And now here is this possible war that we're facing. And I'm thinking, I think the war is within I think the war right now is what we're dealing with. And and so, you know, in kind of trying to, you know, get back to that principle you were talking about, me being fun and, and yeah. happy. Uh, yeah, that might <laughs> where, start. Where'd that, that go? Probably, but, yeah, where'd that go? <laughs> but what I'm thinking is this. I think that that's why I'm not. It's because I'm not trusting God. Mm. And I'm not really, really going into God into the presence of God and sharing with Him what I'm afraid of and mm-hmm. what's going on and asking God to do something. I just really believe, I, I really do believe that we as the believers, we as the followers of Jesus have got to unite and we have got to enter into His presence. We've got to fall upon our knees and we've got to ask God to um, open our eyes to His truth Mm-hmm. to give us a heart and His peace and stop looking around and trying to find our peace mm-hmm. and our contentment into well, the things that's going around. Yeah, and I think like what we unite on aren't policies or aren't this or that. It's we unite on trusting the Lord. Like, right. I mean, looking at the Israelites, that's why they didn't enter in. It wasn't because they had different views on things or they thought— this way was better than the other or whatever. And who it didn't matter who was right or wrong. The, why they didn't enter was because they didn't trust God. And so I think that's where, like even the enemy getting us off track with that, of like what we unite on. Like I don't think anyone would mm-hmm. disagree with that. Oh, yeah, we need, as believers, we need to unite. Like, yeah, I think every single believer would yeah. say that. But it's like, okay, well, unite on what? And I think that's where it's like we've got to come back to we need to unite in keeping our eyes, keeping our focus, keeping our heart directed toward God and nothing else. Mm-hmm. And if we're and all trust in Him, yeah, like if we trust Him and seek Him first, then we'll be, you know, to be united in that, to be united in trusting Him, to say, you know, like Jacob and Caleb being like, no, we can trust God. We all agree mm-hmm. that 
those people and are it wasn't bigger Jacob, than it was us. Joshua. Joshua. Oh, Joshua, Joshua Jacob. You keep Good know, Lord, the can't. J names in the Bible, there's just too many. <laughs> it, it's killing But me. Joshua and Caleb, yeah, like that's what they united on. Two like, people. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they they all agreed that they were the other people were bigger. Joshua and Caleb also agreed with mm-hmm. that. They were like, mm-hmm. yeah, they're huge, but mm-hmm. we can do that. You know, like we can, we have this. And so I think that's where it's like, okay, what are we uniting, we uniting on? Not to unite on the fact that everything's horrible, but let's unite. Or not even unite on policies or whatever principles, but it's like, let's unite in our God is... He is Yahweh. He is he yeah. is still alive. He is still on his throne. He is, he is still mm-hmm. yeah, sovereign. He is over all of this. Like this is all in his hand. And I will say, I will admit, even when you're saying that we need to get on our knees and pray, it is so hard to believe that that is enough. Make a difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that, I mean, that if I'm honest, that was the first thought that came to my head of like, I mean, but is that was that gonna do anything? Is that gonna change anything? Well, I'm and glad and, you I, that and I know in my head, I know in my head that it does, but it is, mm-hmm. I have to admit, like I haven't really prayed that much mm-hmm. about, I mean, really a lot of things. Like I, I had something yeah. I felt really convicted in lately is like, why, like, and I talk to God, but I, when I say pray, I mean, asking him or telling him, like you're saying, like what's on my heart or, I mean, really like what I feel convicted in is like, I'm not like asking him for anything or about anything, you know, like I'm just kind of like, mm-hmm. I lay it out there and then, cause I just kind of assume like, well, what's the point of asking? I know that sounds horrible well, to say. I hope but, you go to the workshop because we're going to talk about that. <laughs> I know. But I will say this because it is about trusting God, but when we pray, we're fi- putting our focus on God. Mm-hmm. That's from the very beginning when you say our Father. In other words, I'm addressing, I'm talking to God. So that's the step of beginning to to really foc- keep our focus on God. And we do know that God said even to Moses, Moses, you disobeyed me and you're not going into the land. Mm-hmm. We do know that God doesn't always take all of our suggestions. And we do know that we deserve captivity. We do know that we do deserve someone coming in and taking our freedom away uh, because we have not obeyed God. We have not really poured our hearts and began to let Him be the number one most important thing in our lives. We have served other gods, which we read in Deuteronomy about, you know, these stones, these block of woods that you know, look like they have eyes, but they can't see. They look like they have ears, but they can't hear. So we have definitely, as believers, I'm talking about believers, have really gotten away and have really began to um, worship other things more than God. And we know that because of what we want in our hearts and what we love. That Often what we want is way more than what God may want for us. And when we are desiring something that God has forbidden or has said no to, that becomes an idol. And that was in Genesis 3, and you know I'm going to throw that in. But here's here's what I want to say, is that the reason I pray and the reason and why I'm praying in this situation is to get God's view of it, to get God's will of it, not to convince God my perspective or what I think he needs to do, but I need to 
to pray and ask God, how should I view what's going on? God, what can you do with what's going on in a way that will most glorify you? And I think that a lot of times the reason we don't ask is because we don't know what to ask because we don't know what God's going to do. We right. don't know what God's plan is. But it's like even to just say, like, God, I like, would you, God, would you intervene in what is going on between Ukraine and Russia? You know, like, would you... What would best glorify you? Yeah, but it's like we can ask, but then also, I mean, like we've said so many times before, it's Jesus in the garden of, we can, he asked God to, you know, spare him of the cup or to um, let this cup pass from him. Yeah. But mm-hmm. your will be done. And so I think that's where I have gotten away from even asking. And I think, and I know mm-hmm. that is where my heart is. Like I have been convicted in that of God being like, you're not even like asking me. Like, you know, so I'm just, it's like I come like with almost this resolution of like, oh, just do whatever you want to do, kind of, you know, versus like truly bringing my heart of like, my heart is breaking about the situation or my heart is burdened about what's going on over there or whatever. Like, would you please, you know, do mm-hmm. something or change this? Or, I don't know, whatever it is. But even if you don't, I know that you are still sovereign. I know that you will still protect your people, your children, you know, like mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying is I, it, it's just really, it, it's just hard. It's like you hear so often like prayer changes things and it's just so hard to believe that because I think a lot of what prayer changes is in the spiritual realm, which does come across, which we do sometimes see in in the physical, you know, like that does change circumstances, but I think it's, mm-hmm you know, what prayer does in, in the spiritual realm and, and within our soul, you know, within our hearts. and I think it's more that prayer changes us and it changes our perspective. I think that God does not withhold what is best for His children. I think that God wants us to share our deepest desires, the things that we're struggling with, the fear. God, I am afraid. I don't know where we're going. I don't know what's going on. I am sure that the people in Ukraine are scared. They're running and they're leaving their home and they're leaving everything that they have and they're afraid for their lives. And and I think that prayer is going before God and, and acknowledging what's bothering us, what we're afraid of, what we're concerned about. But I think at the end of the day, what God wants us to do is definitely have this conversation with Him. Definitely say, I'm scared of what's going to happen to America. I, are we going to enter into World War Three? I mean, God, I don't know. And then as you're sitting there sharing just like we're sharing, we don't know what is going to happen, but God does. But what we can know and we can focus on is a couple of things, is that God will do what is best. And it looks different for everybody. God will get us to a place because full satisfaction, living fully alive in freedom, whether it's from within, not without, God will draw us close to His heart. God will reveal Himself to us. And so in the midst of all of this, I've heard that they are so many people that are turning to God. And I think, you know, we look at that and I, well, would God just bring war but get 
people to turn to Him. It's not an ego thing that God's doing. Like, oh, I want everybody after me. Look at me, look at me. But He created us. And He knows that for you and for me to live with peace and joy and contentment, for us to uh, literally be the person that God called us to be, we have to keep our focus on Him. We have to grab hold to God. We've got to let God be the most important thing to us. And that's what prayer does. It reminds us how little power and control we have. It humbles us. And it also reminds us that we need God to step in, that we're not capable of changing our world. And as we focus on that, I do believe it gives us an opportunity to recognize and to put God on the throne where He is already there. But in our minds, we know that. And then I think another thing is for us to love each other. Not only should we obey God, not only should we keep our focus on God, But I believe that we should pray and ask God to help us to love uh, each other as believers Mm -hmm. and to unite and stop dividing. I think that's one of the things that we really need to do. One one of the prayers I pray often is, you know, help me to see so-and-so like you see them. Mm-hmm. And I do think God has always answered that prayer, even it may not be like in that split second, but over time he answers that and you like someone, especially if there's a matter of forgiveness involved or whatever, but mm-hmm. even if it's not forgiveness, even if it's just like, you just have a hard time with someone and like, yeah. you just, you know, or maybe bulking heads or whatever reason. But, but I think like asking him, like, God, help me to see them as you see them. And it does, like God just definitely softens. I mean, you may not change your opinion or your whatever, but it, it does, it can help soften and just give you grace or understanding for, you know, the other person, which can Mm -hmm. obviously bring like a unity and um, Mm -hmm. a bridge between you and that person. Or people. I mean, yeah. maybe it's not even a specific person. Maybe it can may not even be someone you know. You know, maybe it's someone in mm-hmm. yeah, you know, politics. Um, I think that today, as we're you know just closing up a little bit, I know it's just a little bit different, but I do believe that there is something that's going on that's kind of like in the air. I said it just the other day. Like you may not even be watching the news, but you can feel this heaviness and some things that are going on in the world, and certainly you see all over all over uh, the news and all over um, the social media, pray for Ukraine. But I think, and of course we should, but I think that as believers, we need to unite and we need to pray for each other. And we need to ask God to help us see how we can be a light in a dark world, how we can help someone that is going through a hard time that they may not be in Ukraine, they may be next door. And it may be someone that we love that they're just driven and controlled by fear and just asking God to just help us to love them, help us to um, accept them and, you know, not understand exactly why they feel what they're doing or what's, you know, what's going on in their lives. But look at them as Christ looks at us. Yeah. And I think too, like taking care of yourself in this climate, for lack of a better mm-hmm. word, because I mean, honestly, I don't really, I don't really know a lot about what's going on over there and not in an ignorant way, but just in a, I can't, it takes me into a, to a place, to a place. and so it's like your mind. just knowing enough, like, okay, I know that mm-hmm. 
It's not no great. to pray about. Yeah, it's like, I know this isn't great. <laughs> I don't, mm-hmm. I personally can't handle the details. Mm-hmm. Um, some people can't, and that's totally fine. That's not, it, it's not a blanket statement, but I think it's just those things of just mm-hmm. being like wise for yourself and mm-hmm. knowing like, okay, like this is, this causes me to fear more than it does to trust God. And so taking a step back, or even one of the things that really, really does help me is remembering that God is on His throne. And I know that sounds like Mm -hmm. such a simple, Mm -hmm. but sometimes I literally have to tell myself that. And I think there's something about that truth of who God is that helps, especially when it's a world issue or Mm -hmm. a country Mm -hmm. issue, because it does seem, you know, it's like I'm one out of what, like however many billion people. But when I think of like, okay, no, God is on His throne. Like He... It, he reigns, like he is alive and he mm-hmm. reigns and he is, maybe he didn't cause or not, cause, like he is very much aware, like nothing is out of his control. And so I have to mm-hmm. remember like that aspect of who God is. It seems like that's kind of like one of the only things that sometimes when it's, like I said, like a world situation where it's like, okay, God, you're on your throne. You are, yeah. you are above this. This is not above you. It didn't catch you off guard. You and you will take care of your people. You've taken care mm-hmm. of your children since Genesis three. You're not gonna stop now. Yeah. You know, I think it's not just that he's on his throne, which I, I agree that helps me a lot because I think about that all, all the time. But that the one that is on the throne is a God that's loving. He's kind and he's forgiving. And I started thinking about the people right now that are dealing with so much fear. I saw this other quote. It says, um, if you feel like you're drowning in your in an ocean of fear, remember who walked on the water. And I think that that's kind of like right now in thinking that from the very beginning, Genesis 1, God made heaven and earth. He made man in his own image. He made us. He wanted us. And he wanted everything to be good. And then it wasn't. And man has messed up everything. We have chosen to walk away from God. And I feel that from day one, it's sin, you know, sin through man, you know, like sin is what messed up everyone. Even in, I have to remember that with like, I mean, I'll just go, so like with Putin, it's like, okay, God died for him. Um, Mm -hmm. He it's evil. That's what that is in Mm -hmm. me. And I think that's like what you said at the beginning of this episode of, the enemy is within and not that there's evil within us as believers, but just saying like, this is a spiritual, like this is, Mm -hmm. it is evil. It's very obvious. Yeah. Right. Because we are fighting that. And I think that's what's causing us to be down. I think that's what's causing us to have a little bit of depression and stuff. Because like you're saying, if you surround your mind, and I know for me, I had to put myself in time out (laughs) for watching the news because I realized it made me tired. It made me mm-hmm. weary. It made me think so much about what's going on in the world and the power that man, it appears to have, that I didn't uh, keep my focus on who God is. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to encourage you as we end today. It's just, you know, I don't know where you are. Karen and I have talked about where we are and some of the struggles that we've had. But I just want to invite you to enter uh, into the presence of God, sit at His feet. I know I'm going to, and I know that I need to. It's desperate. It isn't that I'm so spiritual that, oh, look at her. She just prays all the time. It is because I am so weak, and I am capable of anything at any time. And that it's not that that I am so spiritual. It is because 
I am so desperate that I do need to sit at the feet of Jesus. And I need to say, God, I don't know what you're doing, but I've got to trust you. And we have to start with, uh, I think, repentance, as what Mm -hmm. we've studied with Deuteronomy. Mm -hmm. Uh, God kept saying, if you will obey me, if you would obey Mm -hmm. me. And then I think we've got to start uh, uniting as believers. I think we should love each other unconditionally because that's what God does. He loves us unconditionally. I think we should forgive uh, people because that's what God does. He forgave us. Mm -hmm. And I think that we should keep our focus and our eyes upon our Savior and trust Him and ask Him to step in and do a miracle and do what is most glorifying to Him. Yeah, and I think that's what I one of the things I love reading through the Bible. It's like even in Deuteronomy seeing like we're in a different time than they were in, in Deuteronomy, but God takes care of his children. Like if if yeah. we just let him, like if we just let him, he will take care of us. And I don't we mm-hmm. don't know what that will look like. And I think that's you know, that's where the trust comes yeah. in. But he's not gonna stop taking care of us now and he's not gonna stop being a he's not gonna stop being a good God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he can't. And we don't know what's going on today, but we do know we're not there until December 31st, but we do know that in Revelation that all tears are you know, wiped away and we're once again with our God face to face. And But until then, we can enter into his presence and pour our hearts out to him. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website, dotbowen.com. Subscribe, like, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen.